Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to our 13th episode of season six. Here it was 14. Nope, 14 is what we're doing next. That would make sense. Because we just planned for that one. We're doing two <laughs> oh, today. Oh, that must be what it is. Bethany's yeah, yeah, going yeah. out of town. Uh, the week this airs? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you'll yeah. be I'll out be of town. tomorrow for whenever this airs. Okay, yes. Yeah. So we're getting ahead. And we just planned for two episodes. So 13 and 14 are yes, in the queue. Yes, that's why I 14. Okay. Yes. But we, and y'all, these are both oh my gosh. heavy hitters, I feel like. I cannot wait. <laughs> This is going to be fun. I told Bethany, I'm like, I feel like I'm workshopping this as much as I'm talking about it. Because I'm like, this is good Those stuff are the best for me. kind. Yeah. Though, like, we think through it and, like, it's really helpful. Yeah, exactly. But we have these two heavy hitters. So we thought we'd end with a bang for the season finale, yes. which is episode 15, where we are sharing anonymously y'all's and our yep. worst date stories. So we've done a couple asks for this on Instagram, but we figured it would be better to ask on here because... We figure the stories are pretty long to put in a question box on Instagram. So if you have a funny, embarrassing, awful date story, (laughs) we won't share your name. We'll keep it anonymous unless you just want us to share. That's your call. (laughs) But we'll keep it anonymous. Send us your story. You can email us. Um, Our email is lookingforthemiddle at gmail.com. That's in our Instagram bio. You can DM us on Instagram. You can message us on Facebook. Well, and on Instagram, if you go to the link in our bio, there is a link to like a couch cast submission form, which you can type as much as you want. So if you want to like go type in there and it's purely anonymous. Yeah. Anonymous. Anonymous. I'm struggling today. (laughs) So if you go in there and like just put up at the top bad date story or funny date story or whatever and then put it in there, we can pull it from that too. That's true too. Um, And we literally have no way of knowing who you are then. Um, And I want to throw something out there too. Maybe for the end of that episode to kind of redeem it a little. If you have a date story that is like the cutest thing ever or like such a sweet thing or whatever send us some of those too we might we might throw a few in those there at the end just for too. some added yeah. hope at the end so we're not yeah. depressed and part of why we wanted to do this was to kind of remind us and remind you guys that that really awful date you went on you're not the only one mm-hmm. like we're all out there together dealing oh, yeah. with this so. we've got our fair share don't do. worry so yes it'll be it'll be a fun time so like we said email us do the couch cast form dm us yeah. whatever and we will look forward to reading them and then sharing them uh-huh. with all of you. It'll be a good time. And as y'all know, if you're not following us on social media, we would love for you to do that. At LFTM underscore podcast is our Instagram. And then we're at Looking for the Middle Podcast on Facebook. And if you go follow us on Instagram, you can also sign up for our newsletter while you're there, which is a fun time. We give you a newsletter every Thursday. The day after our main episode comes out, we give you more resources to kind of piggyback off whatever topic we were talking about that week. And it's a grand whole time. So go sign up for that if you haven't already. So now, Bethany, you found an amazing question of the day, apparently. Don't build it up too much. Okay. I think it's fun, though. Okay. What? Hold on. Let me get back to it so I can ask it correctly. Okay. What is your favorite quote by a famous person? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. 
Wayne Gretzky, not the Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. <laughs> yes, but that was my favorite quote before I started watching The Office. Was it really? Yes. Um, that one, and then um, I don't. I thought it was Maya Angelou, but then they said on The Bachelor that it wasn't. Oh, Maya Angelou, which I mean, it's The Bachelor. So <laughs> what was um, it? It's the one about like people will. What? Did, oh, I'm gonna butcher it. Hold on, let me Google it. Um. I think it's something along the lines of like people will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how, how you, you made, made them, them feel. feel. Yeah, and that was always like, it's a good reminder of me, uh, or for me to be like, you know what? No one cares about you as much yeah. as like about your. You know, you can sit there and like, oh, I did this and I said that and blah. This was so. And it's yeah. like, no, I want someone to feel like loved and supported yeah. and like I was kind to them, even if I said a bunch of stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is my Angelo. It is? Yeah. Okay, well, then The Bachelor has no idea what they're talking about. All of them are saying that that's her. I thought it was her. Looks like it was actually, she spoke at Bill Clinton's inauguration. I did not know that. And that's what she said. I guess she read that poem or said that there or something. Huh. Anywho. Okay, well, the why why am I taking (laughs) information (laughs) from The Bachelor anyways? That should be my... Anywho, yes, okay. those two, yes. and the fact that Michael Scott had it on his whiteboard it's just so funny made it so much better. But what is your favorite quote Mine, by a famous person? And I actually had to look up like exactly how to say this guy's name because okay. I don't know. But the quote is, and this is like my mantra. Mantra. This is like kind of like you were saying. This is what I always want to mm-hmm. think about when you're going about life. This is kind of one thing for me. It's enjoy the little things in life. Because one day you'll look back and realize they were the big things. I love that. And that's one just so like much. my. So anyway, the guy who said that is Kurt Vonnegut. Vonnegut, what a name! I know. And I was like, I don't know how to pronounce that exactly. I always see it, yes. and you don't have to pronounce it when you just read it. <laughs> I love that quote. But that's like my. That's how I do things. Were we like so. good friends whenever I was like collecting quotes? Did you know about this? I think With, like, so. the notebooks yeah, and everything? Yeah, I know you had a book. Yeah. I started in high school, y'all, and anytime I heard or saw a quote I liked, I'd write it in I this notebook. I've got, on like, my phone. three or four spiral notebooks full. Wow. Just, like, hundreds of them. <laughs> and I finally quit because I was repeating them and couldn't That's keep up. That's so cool. You know what you should do? What? This is the crafty part of me coming out. Yes. Like, you should go through... It's notebook paper, right? Like, yeah. a spiral. You should go out and, like, tear them out so it's kind of, like, rough sides, mm-hmm. like, and then keep out the ones that are like really super your favorites and then you should make like a collage and like <gasps> mod podge or something them on top of each other so then you've got like all of these like roughly oh, torn things like put on top idea. of each other but then like keep the ones that are like really your favorites on top so they show up but then you've got like all your quotes but i love that well, if you want me to make it for you just i know. that prob- sounds like a fun project <laughs> i would love for you to make that for me okay because i'm sitting here like the end result would be great if i did it maybe not so much well you just let me know okay that i will really fun. oh my gosh that would be so fun <laughs> have have crafty friends this is what you're learning people <laughs> have crafty friends if you're not crafty yeah this would be really cool oh my gosh yes picture it oh, okay anyway so great. we'll talk about that later yes <laughs> let's talk about commitment yes and why commitment is so dang hard that's Oof. that's the working title i don't know if that's what that will be what, what ends up as the actual title because <laughs> bethany handles all of that as y'all know i don't name things but that's our current title yes, on our I, notes i like that one I okay we'll stick with it so we figured we would break this episode up into kind of talking about first like what is commitment what does commitment look like why are people 
you know, afraid of commitment? Yeah. And then is it worth overcoming the fear of commitment? Because the more we talked, like we were kind of like just spitballing when we were planning for this. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about, it, it's like, it's not that commitment is necessarily hard. Yeah. The hard part is getting over your fear of commitment. Yeah. And like getting, the scary. Getting to that point is yeah. the, the hard part, the scary part. Um, and I think with a lot of things, because there's an element of, un- which we'll get into, there's an element of unknown there. And anytime there's unknown, there's risk. Mm-hmm. We recoil, yeah. <laughs> you know. But you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> yes! That was brilliant. Thank you. So good. Thank you I very much. That. I'm here all week. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. But okay. Yeah. But so no, yeah. there is. There's risk to it. And with any, I, I cannot tell you the number of people, single people that I've talked to about dating and how many times certainty and uncertainty uh-huh. and unknown and all of that comes up because it's our biggest fear. And we've talked about before how like other, you know, aspects of your life, you do the right thing. Uh-huh. You get a desired result. Right. You practice at a sport, you get better. You do well at your job. You, you know, hopefully get promoted or a raise or acknowledged <laughs> yeah, or something. something. Um, but because a relationship is dependent upon another person mm-hmm. just as much as it's dependent upon you. Yes. You can do everything quote unquote right. You can commit, but you're still depending on that other person to yeah. do the same. Well, that's exactly what I was just thinking about too. You were talking about like the risk and you have to like put yourself out there. But I think maybe that it's something that's unique to relationships is that it takes two people willing to take that risk and ready to take it at the same time. Mm, yes timing that makes it a little scarier because especially these days like it's like oh well I don't want to go too fast and I don't want to make him seem like I'm way far ahead or I'm being clingy or I'm obsessive or whatever so you don't really say anything about it so it's like okay everyone has to pick up on these nonverbal cues almost of when you're ready to make this huge commitment to each other Mm -hmm. and just hope it's at the same time yeah it's terrifying. It I'm like, I totally get why that would be scary. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there's so much vulnerability to that. Yeah. And as much as we want to be like, woohoo, let's be vulnerable. <laughs> like, that's what's t- good for relationships. It is absolutely terrifying to be like, I have to show my cards a little bit yeah. here if I want this to move forward. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that fear and all of that. But first, let's talk about like, what does commitment look like what is it what does it mean and I think really commitment starts in the mind it starts with your perspective like are you going into dating with the mindset of I want to find my person not just oh maybe oh sure I don't know we'll see I've got other things going on but this is a nice thing to just add to my (laughs) plate um and obviously maybe you're not consciously thinking Mm -hmm. those things but I think it's good for all of us to continually evaluate as we're dating okay where is my head at like yeah what am i um what are my goals here like what's what's the end game well and i would say as you're kind of evaluating yourself on this if this is something that like is scary for you committing to a relationship i would say um there's probably two scenarios in life with this either you are scared to commit to a relationship and you also don't really want to commit to a job or family stuff or church stuff or whatever. Like it may be a widespread, widespread thing, issue. Yeah. Which is like, okay, why? Mm-hmm. Let's look, let's figure that out. Or you have no problem 
being really committed to your job and your school, if you're in school, um, family, church, all of those other things. But then this gives you pause, which is not, doesn't mean there's not an issue. It's just like maybe, okay, a different motivating issue there that probably should be looked at. But both of those are things that you need to think through and figure out if this is something that you see as a recurring like real hindrance to a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think either of us would say, oh yeah, you should just find a guy where you go into the relationship with no worry about this. That's not the answer, Mm-mm. but it's going about it the right way and moving through that uncertainty as opposed to it always being the thing that stops you f- over and over and over and over. And you don't really know why. Yes. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Cause I think about, I dated a guy and after we, broke up I was just kind of filling in Thea one of my mentors about it and she was like she's starting to ask all these questions about other aspects of his life that I hadn't really like put together uh-huh. and she was like it sounds like he just doesn't really like he's scared of committing because there were other like you said there mm-hmm. were other aspects and I was like oh I hadn't even thought about that like I hadn't <laughs> put the two together but it almost, because I didn't get a whole lot of clarity about the breakup, so yeah. it was almost a little bit like, okay, well, this is something maybe I can point to of like, maybe that was mm-hmm. really difficult for him and he wasn't ready to take that step, which I mean, now I'm grateful that I know that. Was it sucky at the time? Yes. <laughs> but I do think it's really important to evaluate, is this a widespread thing? Or, because there are a lot of things too, like, like if you com- were really committed in your last relationship and then you got, you know, your heart broken absolutely you're going to be a little more hesitant to commit further on now does that mean that you can't get back there no but that's where you can at least pinpoint of like okay this is why i'm being hesitant Mm -hmm. and you can communicate that to the person you're dating and say hey this has nothing to do with you i really like you yeah i am not like one that's scared of commitment in general i just really got hurt the last time to take it slow yeah Yeah. and that's great that's fine um but really evaluating where what is my mindset about this where is my head at what do I think about commitment before you you know Mm because when you start dating somebody and you haven't really thought twice about what you think about commitment that's where people are gonna get hurt yeah because it'll kind of surprise you you're like wait you want me to to do what now (laughs) and especially for like the people who are listening as you get older commitment is at least for me assumed to happen more quickly yes because we're at the age of like i mean we have jobs we're you know we're adults we're not in school anymore we're not waiting to like graduate college we're not like there's nothing we're really waiting to get through typically before we move forward in a relationship yeah we're at a place now where it's like Unless there's a problem that comes up in this relationship, there's no reason not to get married. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, well, let me finish school. Okay, let me find a job. Okay, let me pay off this. Okay, let me do that. Like, there aren't those factors. Mm-hmm. And so the timeline is not, oh, well, we, can't, we couldn't get married for two years anyway, so let's take our time. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you have to rush it, but it's like commitment is expected sooner or it's almost more of an okay understood we are moving towards this Mm -hmm. unless there's a problem yeah but it's just a matter of getting that timing right yes of what you both exactly (laughs) that looks like and you can't sit down on a first date and say okay what does your commitment timeline look like (laughs) i was hoping for this to be committed by about date 14 how does that work for you (laughs) like can we pencil in that or like you can't do that no Um, i wish you could but but you can't yeah yeah so 
Yeah. yeah. Another thing about commitment that I think we need to talk about is that commitment follows up with action. So it's mm. not just like, oh, hey, I want to be committed. I'm going to show you yeah. that I'm committed to you. I'm going to prioritize yeah. you. I am going to schedule plans with you in mind. Now, I'm not saying your entire life needs to revolve around your boyfriend of three months. That is not what I'm saying. However, as you progress, as you get more serious, your level of commitment to this person is going to change. And I think about like the committed couples that I know that aren't married. So they're mm-hmm. dating. They're like a package deal for right. lack of a better term. And so like she's his person. He's her person. They do things together. They support each other. They're showing their commitment yeah. in the way they treat each other. Well, that's what I think we are talking about. It starts in the mind, but two people who are committed to a relationship is obvious to other people it doesn't just stay as this mental thing like okay i am committed to this relationship and uh, you know that's what i'm thinking and here we are it is something that is evident to those around you because of how you prioritize the other because of how you treat them in relation to other people and all of those things and i always think about um when i was in high school i played basketball and you know you didn't always want to practice or you didn't always want to, I mean, I mean, outside of practice, even you didn't mm-hmm. want to work on stuff all the time. And I remember dad would say, look, the things that are important to you, you're going to devote time to mm-hmm. the things that are important to you are going to be obvious because those are the things you're going to want to put effort into. Yep. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll go shoot free throws, <laughs> you know, that kind yeah. of thing. But I think it translates here of like the things that are important to you, you will devote time to. So you can say all day long, I'm committed to this. I'm committed to you. I want this to work. But if that's truly important to you, you will devote time and energy towards it. Yeah. Those actions are going to speak louder than your words. And so I think true commitment, you know, walks out the words that it says. And yes. And I will give one caution to those of you out there who words of affirmation is your love language, because this is something I've learned from experience. That is by far my top (laughs) love language. Anybody who knows me will say that. However, that fades real quick when it's not backed up by action. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, have been in relationships with a guy's like, oh yeah, like I'm in this, like whatever. And then nothing, like he's doing other things, hanging out with other people. I don't hear from him for a few days, whatever. And it's like, okay, well you can say that all you want to. And yeah, it sounds great, mm-hmm. but you're not backing it up. So if, if you are kind of bent towards that love language, I would caution you to be extra careful in not getting so wrapped up in him just saying it. Let make sure he's showing it. Yeah. And that his actions communicate that he's committed. Yeah. I think that's very, very wise and a very good, yeah, caution. Because that would have never crossed <laughs> my mind. Because I'm, I default to, yeah, 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 I hear what you're saying. But yeah, we'll see. You know, I, yeah. So, well, in your good. quality time, which is, that's, oh, yeah, action right there. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's good. Okay. So then the next, I think, defining characteristic, not defining characteristic, that's not really the right word, but. I think kind of. Okay. Yeah. Of someone who's committed is commitment is mature. It is something that is evident in mature people and will be lacking in people who aren't. You know, if you think about kids, like little kids, they jump from one thing to the next. They don't really commit to anything. They don't, they don't have the capacity for it. Like it's not expected of them. But the older you get, the more that adds on you know in high school sure should you be committed to things yes you have your schoolwork you have your chores around the house you have whatever you know that's where you're at then you move to college okay well now you're committed to school but you're also committed to maintaining your own schedule and all of these other things then you get out of college and now you have commitment to a job, your church yeah all of these <laughs> things and so 
it's something in every other area of our lives that increases with your age and your maturity. And I think it's the same thing here. Um, and so I think if you see someone who is mature and someone who is able to make a commitment, you are just seeing the evidence of that natural progression. Um, but if you were, I'm trying to think of how to say this. If, if the guy you're dating or the guy you're interested in seems immature in other areas, maybe let's say, or several other areas, or there's significant issues there, expecting a commitment from a boy is an unrealistic expectation, I think. Mm-hmm. That you're looking for a man who is ready to step up and be committed to a relationship. And we're not letting anyone off the hook here. That would be something that would be a very reasonable expectation to be reciprocated by you. Absolutely. If you haven't listened to um, the six men you should want to date episodes, we did them in season one and then we re-released them last Mm. summer during quarantine. Um, We talk about that. If you want to kind of get into the the weeds on that, but we talk about the difference between a boy and a man as regard in regards to commitment. So you can definitely check that out. We'll put that in the newsletter. Um, to refer back to that but yeah if yeah I'm not gonna repeat anything you just said that was all so good but yeah it, it's a it's an aspect of maturity and this is where we talk about because we get so many questions about like oh what about age gaps and what about mm-hmm. this it's more important you pay attention to his maturity level because this is where things like commitment Absolutely. are gonna come up that you know a 21 year old and a 31 year old are gonna view commitment differently mm-hmm. most likely there may be there are exceptions to every rule but yes that's why maturity is what you want to more closely evaluate than just, okay, what year was he born? Absolutely. So. Yeah. I know some guys who are 23, 24, 25, who I'm like, wow, like they're mature and making commitments to things in their lives. Then I also know guys who are 30, 40 more who act like children mm-hmm. um, in that respect. I don't mean across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah they're not at a place to make that sort of commitment. Um, and that's something you need to evaluate, I think, before, because you know we talked about timing. So keep that in mind as you're walking through, okay, being ready to make a commitment to a relationship. If he's not there, you committing and putting that emotional investment into it is only gonna wind up with you getting hurt, most likely. Exactly. So just keep that in mind. Definitely. And then along those same lines, you have to remember, commitment is selfless um it's putting someone else's needs above your own it's putting someone else's wants above your own it is putting the good of the relationship over the easy thing and that is a very selfless thing and kind of going back to the analogy of a child you are not born knowing how to be selfless we are all sinful human beings and it is only through I mean, you learn to be selfless to an extent just by growing up in society, but it's really just through a being raised to love the Lord, but then also making your faith your own and living that out. As you are being sanctified, you are being taught to live a selfless life because that's how Jesus lived. And um that's something that takes time. You don't just automatically know how to do that. It takes time to get to that point. And so in the same way, there's a maturity element to being able to be selfless in that way. And if you don't, you or the guy you're dating, if you don't ever mature past that adolescent stage in this respect, 
being in a committed relationship is going to be very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, I've actually been studying, kind of doing a word study through like the fruit of the spirit. Well, and I say been doing, I'm still on love, so I have not gotten very far. (laughs) That's a big one to unpack though. It is. Start with a bang. I wanted to like start with all of them. I am like deep dive on all of them. So that means it's going to take a while kind of thing. But I was reading in Ephesians and it's Ephesians 3, 17, which I have lost here. Hold please. So it's Ephesians 3, 17, um, which is talking about, Paul is praying for the Ephesians and he's praying that they would be rooted and grounded in love, which is just such a cool thing to think about. Like that is where like we should be. I think another other translations say rooted and established. Like there is permanence there. There is like putting down roots. We should be rooted in love and it should flow out into all these other areas of our lives, including how you're in relationships and that is a very selfless thing to be rooted in love for your brother in Christ because that's what he is first and foremost and to be self-sacrificial to commit to this to the betterment of yourself of the relationship to make you both look more like Christ there's a mature selflessness to that yeah because you're I mean you think about rooted you're planting you are sticking your feet yeah for lack of a better you know analogy or picture <laughs> it, like you're saying i'm staying here yeah and i'm staying here with you mm-hmm. and you're not just um this is not obviously what this passage is for but talking when jesus tells the parable of like the seeds and like yeah how some get you know just blown away and some yeah. get in the thicket and some get you know it's you can apply that principle here of like how are you rooting yourself yeah. and like how are you committing are you just kind of blown when the wherever the wind takes you uh-huh. and oh i'm dating this girl oh no i'm dating this girl now you know whatever <laughs> yeah. um or i guess guys i'm thinking of like i'm talking to yeah. a guy but you, y'all know what i mean um but just thinking about like where are you rooting yourself are yeah. you willing to be established like that translation so yeah. I really like that word a lot mm-hmm. and so we kind of just in talking about that verse that kind of leads into the last point here about what is commitment is that commitment signifies permanence um because you are saying like you were talking about earlier this is my person and so there is a permanence to that which I totally can understand how that can cause trepidation yeah but that is part of being committed. Like there is a permanence to it. And so, I mean, there's not really a ton I could ramble on about it, but that doesn't need a ton of explanation. So I think those are kind of your five big things that we came up with. Commitment starts in the mind. It follows up with action. It is mature. It is selfless and it signifies permanence. So now if you take all of those things into account, um, let's move on to then answering the question. Why are people afraid of commitment? Um, because all of those things sound really great, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, at first glance. So when you go to, like, flesh that out in an actual relationship, why why do you think people are afraid of making a commitment? I think the first thing, at least the first thing that came to my mind, is, like, commitment symbolizes significant change in your life. And we've talked about, too, like, the older you get. Gosh, how many times have I said that this episode? I'm not even... We're not old. We're not old. And if you watched our stories the other day after we went to work out, Kristen was talking about she was struggling to get up her stairs and might as well get her a a cane. (laughs) 
<laughs> now. Oh, man. All right, y'all. It's, I'm not even 30 yet. What the heck? Um, but as you get further on into your yes. single years, you become more established in your own patterns, your own life rhythms, the way you do things, your schedule, all of that. And so you've already kind of grown up. You know, they talk about couples that get married early, grow up together. Well, when you don't get married early, you grow up on your own. Mm -hmm. And then you're supposed to mesh your grown up life with another person's grown up life. And there's a lot of change, a lot of compromise. That maturity and selfless really kicks in there. (laughs) Yes. Talk about some sanctification. Um, And so there's just you know as soon as you commit to this person like my life is going to change I am not going to be able to do all the things and go all the places and prioritize my time the same way Mm -hmm. now is it good change in a lot of ways yes are there some changes that are going to be not so great because you're making (laughs) sacrifices yes but it's scary especially if you don't handle change well present (laughs) company included um where you're like, I'm used to this and I like this and I'm I'm comfortable. But then, oh, this person comes in and yes, while it's really great, a lot of things are going to be different. Yeah. And again, with the unknown of, I don't know, not only is it going to be different, but I don't know exactly what that looks like until I get through it. It's scary. Yeah. So that's the first thing that kind of popped into my mind. And then also when you're committing, you're eliminating all other options, which I know is like, well, duh. <laughs> but... I think our culture, people talk about all the time, especially with online dating and like swiping, like the swipe apps, particularly, there's always somebody else. You're never running out of options. And so you can keep thinking like, oh, maybe like she's, you know, he's pretty close. Yeah. He keeps saying she, like I'm not, I'm talking to girls. I'm not talking to the dudes. (laughs) I mean, dudes are, if you're here, great, but y'all know what I mean. So if you're swiping through an app, like, oh, he's cute. He's great. Yeah. I bet I could find somebody a little bit better. I bet I could find somebody who doesn't live so far away. I bet I could find somebody who fill in the blank. Or if you've even gone on a couple of dates. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know. This guy's not perfect. Right. You know, you can find yourself in the back of your head going, well, I'm sure there's 20 million guys on whatever app right now that I could Mm -hmm. be. Maybe there's something better. And yeah, you kind of are saying no to those. And we'll get to it in a second, but it's more like the commitment level of that is much less than the commitment level of marriage, but there is commitment to that. Yeah. And you're choosing in doing that to like take somebody with their flaws included, because guess what? Everybody has those. <laughs> and um, they always will. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can't fix them all. Um, but you're choosing that person and you're like, I don't care who else comes along. I don't care about anybody else. Yeah. I, this is my person. And yes, he, you know, smacks his gum too loudly. And yes, he loves the dishwasher differently than I do. Whatever, you know, but I'm okay with that because yeah. I want to be with him. Mm-hmm. And that there's some fear in that too of like, oh, I'm not. Because I think there is this sense of like, at least for me, there's this <laughs> sense of hope of like, oh, I have options. Like I always have mm-hmm. options when I'm not dating somebody. Like you never know who you can meet and where you could go. And, and it's like, no, when you pick, like that's gone. Yeah. Like it is my person, which in a lot of ways is really great. Mm-hmm. And in other ways it's like, oh, on a day when I haven't had a good day with my person, yeah. I can't just be like, okay, well, what are my options? Exactly. Like, no, it's you're working with this yeah. person. And there's, that's where that maturity comes in to mm-hmm. be able to say no to all of those other options and it's kind of talking about 
you have to know ahead of time. And we talk about Daniel a lot, or I mentioned it a lot because mm-hmm. it was we talked about it a lot growing up. Um, in Daniel 1, when Daniel purposed in his heart that he was not going to defile himself with the king's food, um, he had to decide that before he was in the situation. So it's kind of, it's the same thing here of having the maturity to realize, I want to honor my boyfriend. I want to honor my husband one day. And so it's you purpose in your heart now that you are committed to this, ultimately to honor the Lord. And not get into a situation where you've had a really bad day and then there's this other guy being really nice and then you have to try to decide in that moment oh should i be committed to this or should i not what's okay what's not you purpose that in your heart way in advance so that in that moment there's not the temptation to abandon that commitment yeah and that's where like you're informing your feelings absolutely and when because I mean, you think about like when you watch movies, how do affairs happen? Yep. There are marriage problems at home and then there's some really cute guy at work that's uh-huh. just nice and sweet and complimentary and never seems to have a bad day in his life. And then all of a sudden we got issues. Uh-huh. And because again, your feelings are leading. You're, it's not the, oh, I've purposed in my heart that I've committed to this person. It's, oh, I've had a really crappy week with my husband and this guy makes me feel great. Yep. And it's like, no, yeah. I'm informing my, I have committed myself to, and obviously we're talking about marriage, but yeah, in this sense, but still you're committed to this person, uh-huh. good and bad. And when you think about it, like when I read about all the sweet old couples that have been married for mm-hmm. 60 years and they talk about like we went through some really tough times, but those are the things that brought us closer. Like yeah. you getting through tough times with somebody is going, it's going to make or break your relationship. Yeah. And you want those to be the things that make your relationship stronger, mm-hmm. not tempt you to walk away from it because it's not easy. Absolutely. And I would venture, I guess that the relationships where it brought them together as opposed to tearing them apart, it's not coincidence or luck of the draw or we'll see what happens. The couples where those things bring you together, bring you closer, are the couples who have committed to each other. Mm-hmm. They committed on their wedding day to work through those things and were truly committed to that. The people where it tore them apart, that's what was lacking, was that commitment to work through this relationship and to get to that place because you want to honor the Lord. That's mm-hmm. where you go wrong. And so you don't, like we talk about with so many things, you don't magically get that sort of commitment when you say, I do. Mm-hmm. It's something that now, whether you're single or dating, live your life in such a way that, that you are modeling that, you are preparing yourself for that, and you are moving in that direction already. Exactly. Okay, so what else? What else do you think people are afraid of when it comes to commitment? I think there's this weird, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but this is kind of like my thought process. There's this weird place you can find yourself in of like, okay, I don't want to make a commitment unless I know this is the right person. But then on the flip side, figuring out if this is the right person is going to take some commitment. And so it's like this dance or this tension of trying to figure that out and trying to both be at the same place at the same time, um, which is tough. Like, and it's like, I don't know what to do, but I think you can kind of remember there's 
stages to commitment. And like we were talking about like, okay, I have been swiping on this app. I've met a guy we've gone on a few times. And so I'm not going to keep wondering what else is on this app. Like we're going to pursue this. Okay. Well, that's a commitment to this relationship. Does that mean you've committed to marry that person? Absolutely not. Um, and then there's further commitments along the way of being selfless, of being, um, I guess prioritizing your relationship over other things. And you see those commitments build as time progresses, but there's a lot of stages to commitment, I guess. And I don't mean like these clearly defined labels, but between a first date and a marriage, there's a growing commitment that doesn't happen all at once. And sometimes it feels like you have to be all or nothing, which I don't think is the case necessarily. No. And I think, what you're looking for is a steady progression mm-hmm. here. Cause where I get either frustrated or discouraged is like, if you hit a point and like, you know, you've committed to like dating this guy uh-huh. um, and you're just going out on dates, but there seems to be like some sort of uncertainty on one side mm-hmm. or the other. There needs to be an effort to clear up that uncertainty to progress or otherwise you, you can't just sit here forever, you know, like yeah. that's not helpful either. Cause there's no clarity. There's no pro- like, and obviously it's not just like, Oh, let's just get to the next stage. But like you're in a relationship, you want it to progress. You want it to get deeper and stronger. And if you just sit in the same place forever, that's not going to happen. And so again, it's not really, we can't give you all like after six months, you need to be doing, you know, X. Yeah. like it's, it's so different because it's so circumstantial, but You just want to be looking for, is there a steady progression of commitment based on how the relationship is moving forward? And then if there's not, then yeah, you've got to evaluate, okay, hey, are you you committed to this? Do you want to keep going? And if not, then okay, then maybe we need to call it. Yeah. Okay, so talked about commitment what it is we've talked about why people are afraid of it now let's talk about is it worth overcoming your fear of commitment which might sound like a loaded question or like a um, a trick question a trick question <laughs> yes i think though it's going to be worth overcoming it if you have the right goal in mind if your goal is to get married And to find the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with and like be with that person forever, then it's worth getting out because that requires commitment. And so if you have this goal in mind, that's going to be your motivating factor of, yeah, this may be uncomfortable. Yeah, this may be hard. Yeah, this, there may be a lot of change. Yeah, it's going to be clunky as we're figuring out, you know, the timing, everything. Are we on the same page? All that. But it's worth walking through all that and getting over my fears and the and dealing with the uncertainty because I want to marry this person. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that end goal in mind, then it's probably way easier for you to justify like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll just kind of, you know, sit here for a little bit <laughs> longer. really that into it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, that's just anything in life. If you have a goal, mm-hmm. you're going to do the necessary things to accomplish that goal and if you don't have a goal you're just gonna kind of glide through however you want to because Mm -hmm. there's no you know there's nothing you've got your eyes set on yeah i guess yeah so i think that's step one i agree um and then in talking about like mindset just kind of thinking through 
okay, so if that's not your mindset of, okay, you have this right goal, but you're just kind of in, okay, whatever happens, happens. And I mean, sure, that's, that's always my like outlook at the beginning. Like whatever happens, happens. We'll see. Don't get ahead of yourself. But I don't continue to date people like that. Um, there is a goal in mind. There is something we're working towards. And if at whatever point it's not going to move towards that, then you end it. But there is that flip side of like casual dating, mm-hmm. which let's talk about for a minute. And you guys actually, <laughs> we did last week's episode talking about your dating style and what it means and all of that. And <laughs> we talked about four different things within that four different, I guess, styles of dating. We actually had six <laughs> on the outline, but we got to four and it was like an hour and 10 minutes. I'm like, we cannot keep going. So it actually worked out well because the last two like dating styles were casual versus like a marriage focused style. And we were like, you know what? That really fits well with talking about commitment. So, cause it kind of morphed into answering the question of what place does casual dating have, if any, in a Christian's life? Hmm. And so that's kind of, let's talk about, is it worth overcoming your fear by looking at the opposite here? Like, like let's talk about just casual dating with no real goal or purpose in sight. And let's see if that has a place in our lives as Christians. Um, and then I think based off the answer to that question, because I already know what it is, um, we will be able to really answer the question of, is it worth overcoming your fear and committing to something? So we did kind of talk about last week about just different styles and like pros and cons of each. So now are there some perceived pros to casual dating? Absolutely. It's no pressure, low expectations. Um, and it can be a good setup for more serious dating, but I don't think it should ever be a, it should never be a destination. It should be a stage of dating, but not what you're trying to get to. Um, because I don't think, it, it easily becomes just stringing someone along. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, and we were talking about being rooted and grounded in love and being selfless and being mature and looking out for other people, all of those things are part of being committed to something. But those are also all things that we are commanded to be in scripture. And so if you're going to look at casual dating and it's the opposite of those things, it doesn't really have a goal. It's not really working towards anything. Um is that something that should have a place in a Christian's life? Is that something that is honoring to your brother or sister in Christ? And I don't know that it is. Um, I don't, I don't think it is personally. Um, and I will say this, when we say casual dating, there's a difference in casual dating and early dating. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to yeah. like yeah. use the terms kind of interchangeably sometimes but when we're, we're talking about casual dating. We don't mean, Oh, the first few dates with someone. We just mean, it's fun to have someone to go out with. I'm not really planning to ever get serious. We're just going to hang out and continue to have someone to hang out with. That's mm-hmm. more of what we're talking about. Yeah. It's a prolonged thing yes, there you is go. when it gets yeah sticky. Um, And I mean, obviously where there are pros, there are cons yeah. and these were a little bit easier to come up with than <laughs> the cons for everything else. But you know, with casual dating, you get really comfortable in it as far as like you get comfortable in the fact that there is no pressure and there are low expectations. And so it can take forever for things to progress. So again, like if this is prolonged, this is where you get into trouble. And typically in my experience and in watching other people who find themselves dating somebody who is a casual dater, 
someone is always wanting progression. Someone's always wanting more. Very rarely do I see two people who are on the exact same page <laughs> yeah. about just, oh, casual, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone ends up wanting yeah. things to go further. And there's a lot of ambiguity in, in that and just across the board. It's, okay, what are we doing? Like, what's the, what's the point here? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a sense of like, I mean, why do y'all think we talk, call the show looking for the middle? You know, like <laughs> yeah. there's this sense of, okay, we've seen some people take dating too far in the marriage sense yeah. of like, you know, over commitment and scares everybody, which, okay, there's sure. something to be said for that. So, but it's almost like we're overcorrecting yes. when you see people, people take the casual route for yeah. prolonged periods of time. And so that's where that ambiguity is going to come in. Cause you're just like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to rush. I don't want to, okay, well, do you ever want to make this serious? Like what's right. going on? And I also think, I'm not going to say this is always the case, but I would venture to say a lot of times with casual dating, there's more of a physical aspect to the relationship without as much commitment. Totally. Um, and that's, that makes things even more, difficult and ambiguous when you're getting physically involved with somebody Mm -hmm. but then you're like i don't even know if we're gonna go out again next week yeah but we just you know he kissed me last night so i don't know what's going on like it's just it's confusing yeah and there's not a lot of clarity and you know there's this whole like phrase going around right now like clarity is kindness Uh uh-huh and i think there's some validity to that of like it's really kind when you're clear with somebody about your intentions where you're at even if you want to take it slow like I would rather you be committed and take it slow than just be casual because you're afraid absolutely that's there's a difference there so in looking at that like casual dating mindset and if you remember back to last week, we talked about the pros and cons of things. And most of the cons in all of those were just things that it's like, ugh, that's frustrating or that you got to be careful of or whatever. But they weren't really like sinful. They weren't wrong. They were just negatives of that particular thing. There Unless, wasn't as much of a potential to like mistreat somebody ex- with those. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what with these, these things that are the cons of just like casual dating, the physicality without commitment the tendency to string someone along, the lack of clarity, like those things, especially when you know they're there, like the a lack of clarity is not sinful, but, but when you know it's there and you keep it that way because it's easy and you don't really want to have to deal with it, um, it's not kind. And being unkind is wrong. Um, taking things too far physically without there being that marriage commitment is wrong. And so these things that are downsides to just casual dating do fall more into that sinful category. And so then going back to our question, does casual dating for an extended period of time like this have a place in a Christian's life? If the downsides to it are wrong, then I would say the answer is no, it does not have a place in your life. Now, We've talked before about the difference between the intention of marriage and the expectation of marriage. So when don't swing to the other extreme of this of, well, they said you shouldn't be casually dating to mean I have to go into a first date with the expectation that I'm going to marry this person. You can go into it with the intention of pursuing marriage on the whole. And you want to see if this person, you know, matches that in which case you are going into this seriously. 
but you're not planning to marry that specific person. That's what you want here is to, and I know that's a tough balancing act sometimes, but if that's your goal, then I think you can answer the question of, is it worth overcoming your fear of commitment and the things that are scary to commit to a relationship with an absolutely yes, it is. Yeah, exactly. I a hundred percent agree. So all of that to say, I think, why is commitment so dang hard? It's scary. There's uncertainty. But if marriage is the goal, it's worth, again, figuring out where am I with this? What is my fear of commitment rooted in? How do I overcome that? How do I move past that? How do I understand that moving past that is not just, oh, this one and done process. Mm -hmm. It's going to take some time. It's going to be a little clunky. But it's worth it to get the, not that I'm not saying marriage is the end goal of life, hear me. But like, (laughs) if that's a goal of yours, if you want to be married, this is something, this is a fear we're all going to need to overcome. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully today you've been encouraged and empathized with (laughs) and just hopefully pointed in a good direction of how to take next steps as far as how you view commitment, how you evaluate someone else's commitment that you're in a relationship with or that you want to be in a relationship with and that you're set up well to move forward from there so we hope you guys enjoyed this episode thanks so much for being here we will be back on friday with another couch cast for you it'll be our last couch cast of the season yes it will so that'll be fun be sure to check that out but until then i'm Kristen, and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle